scope change it Why they don't share this? Who else know this? I smell rodents I'ma shake the globe till they feel it Why the world make me feel misguided? I can't hide it I'ma shake the globe change it Why they don't share this? Who else know this? I smell rodents I'ma shake the globe till they feel it What's up everybody? This is the Misguided Podcast We intend to guide you to a better future The purpose of this podcast is to do exactly that We will dive deep into the stories of entrepreneurs and highlight what makes them successful, but also pinpoint mistakes they've made and how to improve them. Our goal is to make you start thinking about building generational wealth through business. I hope you enjoy, and if you do, please rate this podcast and leave a review. And now, let's get started. What's up, everybody? This is the Misguided Podcast. We intend to guide you to a better future. My name is Juwan. I'm sitting here with Kyle Jenkins of Reality Prep Network. How you doing today, my brother? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm living. I'm living. Um, I, I'm I'm doing good. I slept pretty good. I'm just just busy. I bit I got open house today, so today okay. today I'll just be chilling you know, in the house doing nothing. Yesterday I had open house and like one people one person came. <laughs> hey, that's how it goes sometimes. That's all it takes though. That one person, you never nah, know. Nah, it's because everyone's partying on Saturday, so Sundays are a little bit better. But how's the weather out there for y'all yesterday? Uh, yesterday was like in certain certain places it is it, very hot and humid. Um, but like in the in the main Bay Area, like Berkeley and Oakland, it was very overcast, but it was humid, so it was hot, okay. but it was that's ugly. A- yeah. We can relate to that. We had a little bit of that in here in Ohio. So uh, for sure, the humidity was on uh, 10 yeah. yesterday. Yeah, the humidity everywhere is just that's just global warming for us. That's payback. It's <laughs> definitely real. Facts, facts. Well, I, I appreciate you coming up here today. Um, today, we got a, a, a fun episode that we're going to um, kind of switch it up on people, you know, um, and we're going to give like two opposing uh, views on credit um credit cards specifically and you know it's been decades since people um say whether credit cards are good or bad for you right you have dave ramsey versus robert kiyosaki um those are the two that 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 really stick out to me but um so today we're gonna kind of give pros and cons of why um people like credit cards and why people don't um for sure and so i appreciate you coming up here and doing this with me uh, do you want to give a little background on yourself? Um, where are you from? How would you get interested into financial literacy? No doubt. No. First off, I got to say, I appreciate you having me on the Misguided Podcast. Uh, I've been watching your way for a minute and uh, have a good following and really promoting the knowledge. So got to appreciate you and thank you for that, man. So a little bit about me. I've been in the financial industry for about five years now, um, four years at one bank and uh, transitioned the last two to be the personal banker. Um, so, so through that, I've gained, I guess, banking financial knowledge, but um, there are a lot more venues out there. And so I'm just on the current uh, movement of trying to take the knowledge that I know and uh, apply that to my own personal life, my own businesses to uh, exit the corporate nine to five is, is sooner rather than later. So what's your goal for that? Like what um, as far as timeline? Real estate. I want to get into the real estate game. Uh, I've been doing collaboration through the Realty Prep Network. And I had a small group of guys now. We're forming a management company. So hopefully here in the next six months or so, we'll be able to make a, a good investment to start the wave. What are you trying to, uh, so what do you, what, what, 
Okay. So you're trying to get in real estate, but how, like you said, you were, you, you had a group of guys who are forming a management company. So are you trying to do property management? Are you trying to invest in your own property and manage so that? that? The, se oh, okay. the second one, the second one, no doubt. Oh, okay, uh, so we're trying okay. to do just through collaboration, trying to pull a, all of us have different ventures, but we all some way or another feel like real estate's the end goal. So we're just trying to pull together our sources and invest in that first property. And then everyone kind of eat from there and uh, hopefully start a whole property management company. But right now, just trying to organize things through the collaboration. Bro, that's amazing, man. That I, I love that. And especially like, have you heard of that? Um, The black family with like 19 black people out in I think it was like Atlanta that bought like I'm fucking 100, 100 acres of land. Did you hear about that? I think so. With 19. I didn't know about the families part. That's what threw me off. I heard about a large land purchase, but 19 families. Yeah, it was like 17 or 19. And they, I, I like reached out to, to them for an interview, but then I, I, I think we just forgot or something. But yeah, bro, it was like they bought like 100 acres. Uh, I, it might have not been Atlanta, but it was definitely somewhere out down south a little bit. Gotcha. Uh, now that's major. The land yeah. is property is the way. And they're like building on it and everything. It's, it's pretty lit, pretty lit. But um, no, yeah, man, I really respect that because um, I've been trying to find like that crew, right? That is just willing to like do that, right? Um, and, and it's hard because not everyone has the same like go get it attitude, you know? For sure. Um, or, 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 or like, you know, you get people who are like, oh, yeah, let's do that. That sounds dope. And then yeah. don't talk about it for like six months. And you're Tomo like, tomorrow it's gone tomorrow. Yeah, I'm like, bro, like I'm dead serious about this. Cause like, I think that's the way to do it is you, you like partnerships, you'll get there faster. Right. It's, it's like one of the, uh, one of my favorite quotes that has recently grown on me a lot um, is that mm -hmm. like, if, if you go alone, you'll get there faster. If you go together, you'll go further. Right. Something like that. I've heard that one. It's an African proverb, pro proverb, um, so like, I really like it. And I think, I, I think it's just a hundred percent facts. Like, you know, so I'm trying to, uh, find people who, who are willing to do the same thing. And, and no, definitely, man. I, up. I appreciate, I appreciate that. And that quote that that's right on, I really feel like, yeah, cause it, it's hard to start off and take on the whole venture by yourself. As I know we've, there's so many different business ideas that out there, but if you can, you know, break it down and have a core team that have those same core values. I feel like it's a lot less scary to take that leap or at least take that, you know, that mini jump before that full leap when you have a team that's all kind of on the same mindset. And we have people about my social media manager, dudes, shout out to Steve of uh, Visions Black and uh, shoot, Empath Marketing. Uh, he's actually up in New York. And so we kind of he's actually kind of what inspired the vision towards like building the team. And so, yeah, yeah we, we have people all over the country, man. That's dope, man. That that is dope, you know, and that's a blessing too, as well. And I think, and that's kind of that's kind of like what I'm trying to do is build a, a network out here, um, for the for the misguided podcast and 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 have people all over the world, not just the U.S. Um, exactly. But, but yeah, just connecting because you know international people. There's entrepreneurs in India and all that, and they travel here freaking monthly. You know what I mean? And they can provide a lot of value and knowledge. So. Um, yeah, nah, I respect it. Cool, cool. So you got into this financial literacy. Let me ask you a, a question of like, what, where do parents in general fail in teaching finan financial literacy? Because like, 
as of like coming up to 2021, you know, financial literacy to kids wasn't really a thing right now. I mean, the pandemic hit and now parents are like, oh, I got to teach my kids this. I got to, you know, black entrepreneurship, all that. Right. So where do you think um, has been the, the mishaps in our in our past generations of why we weren't taught this stuff early on? And we're speaking as in our community, right? Every community, black, white, Irish, I don't, yeah. I honestly feel like unless it's really, I feel, that's a tough question. That is a tough I know, I, bro, I ask tough questions. That's what I do. <laughs> hey, no, I respect it. No, no small talk. <laughs> so I think it honestly goes back to what we touched on a little bit earlier on unless you happen to be from a household or have close contact or happen to be surrounded or you know by someone that is in the entrepreneur life Mm -hmm. it's difficult for someone who's not in it or touched by it to truly open up someone's eyes to that lifestyle if that makes sense because in my opinion it's just a whole different mindset and I feel like for me personally I've run into the situation where because the, the entrepreneur route is so foreign to my parents, that it's almost, I don't want to say a waste of energy, but it's just like there's a dis- serious disconnect there. And so when it comes to financial literacy, I feel like it starts there and kind of taking, you know, your financial, um, let's see, portfolio in your own hands. And it kind of starts from that idea that there's money out here to get to be made. You just have to kind of look at creative ways or maybe not the generic nine to five job ways to get it yeah yeah so education i guess education and um opening up to different perspectives i would say to sum it up it could be like a lack of education on our parents part right and i and i say our Mm -hmm. parents as a general like everyone in the world's parents um for sure um so like a lack like they weren't taught it so they don't know how to teach it right period uh, yeah you, to could, say it simply yeah it could be as simple as that um and yeah no that, that 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 is definitely something um and that's something that we need to work on as a whole right um but i also think okay here's another here's another one, hard one do you mm-hmm. think schools should be held accountable for teaching this stuff i think schools should be held accountable for allowing the option for it to be taught Mm. Mm. because I'm I'm not against I I hate the you know almost hate talk when it comes to the entrepreneur wave of um like the hate of the nine to five because oh the LLC Twitter yeah exactly exactly (laughs) and it's like you know you can't hate on that on that route it's just a different it's just a different route and each to its own in my opinion well, so, we can't survive. Businesses can't survive without the nine to five. You think about it. You exactly. create your own business and your CEO. You need fucking nine to five employees. Like you can't survive. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. So, Thank you. So everyone can't be an entrepreneur. Nah. Entrepreneurship is, is not for everyone. But I think to just not even uh, open up those opportunities in school when we know as a society, this is a real this is real knowledge that needs to be learned at some point or another. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of almost an injustice not to offer that at the most important age, you know, 17, 18, when you can start making your own 
financial decisions. So, yeah, no. I think, but then again, in the age of 2021, there's so much knowledge out here and there's so many different uh, avenues, you know, they can only take so much, take so much responsibility, in my opinion, as a school, if you really want to learn it, especially, you know, even the last 10 years, we've seen the knowledge wave increase on financial literacy. It is out here to be learned. Yep, absolutely right. And and I think um, I think like I want to separate the difference right between entrepreneurship and business that is different than than financial literacy. So when like it's schools should be able to teach financial literacy. Like Agreed. they fucking require the government requires us to do taxes every year, but yet they don't even teach us how to do it. So and in my eyes, it's that should be a requirement that should be a class. Um, sure. But business and entrepreneurship, that can be an option, because like you said, not everyone has that goal. Not everyone has that drive or or just that mindset. Right. It's not for everyone. So that can be an option. Um, so I, I, I want to separate the two because I don't want to like, you know, uh, think we're mixing it and, and putting it into no, one category that's a good point that's honestly a good point yeah because i have to agree with you there 100 percent. there are i do think there needs to be an increase in just a base knowledge when it comes to taxes stocks things that you face in the real world you know 401ks different things that or even like a simple class of reading credits. contracts <laughs> facts <laughs> right facts. just reading no, different language yes the language in these paperwork yes, yes. because like they teach us the history books yet. I haven't read anything about history like yet. Like, but like the 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 black history, at least I haven't heard anything. But like, like you have us read these textbooks, right? And and yes, and it has nothing to do with the real world. Like, why not put some contracts in front of us, some disclosures, something yep. that we're gonna run into every fucking day? Resume right. building, resume yes. like yeah. they did. There are yeah, there are tools that. If, the, if school is supposed to, as they say, you know, prepare us for the real world in that aspect, they are lacking because they're not doing a good job when it comes to that financial literacy facts. Uh, subject. Facts, facts. Well, I'm about to create my own school, so. <laughs> hey, that's the move. Uh, Take cool. back the education. Yeah, facts, facts. Nah, cool, cool. All right. I'm done. Uh, I'm done. I'm done uh, asking you serious questions. Let's uh, that's let's, all good. let's get less serious about and talk about credit. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> had, to get the, had to get the juices flowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, cool. So we're going to start off uh, talking about the pros and cons to credit cards, why you should uh, um, have credit cards. And obviously there are we're only going to touch on personal credit today let's stick to to one there's you know personal and business credit cards um i'm a huge fan of business credit cards um, sure. like, it's like my must. it's like my favorite thing um but maybe if we have time we could get to it let's stick with uh personal credit cards pros and pros of personal credit cards and why you should have them. um they are great for credit building right in this world um you need credit you need credit to sometimes even get an apartment. They they sometimes are looking at your credit just to rent an apartment, right? So you can't even live somewhere without your credit being checked. Um, you need to apply for stuff, right? Credit is super important in, in the world. And so credit cards can help that. Uh, another one is convenience. 
much better than carrying cash around. Uh, it's much better than carrying a, a debit card around and wondering if you have enough money on it. <laughs> um, yes. well, liability for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, another thing about that is theft protection. Um, for sure. Credit cards usually offer like zero dollars liability uh, guarantee. So like someone steals your credit card, you know, you're not liable um, if they run it up or anything. And you're not uh, in trouble because if someone steals your debit card and they run that shit up and, and your checking account it is, you know, you got to go through a whole investigation get that shit back. Like now yeah. you're out, you have zero money. But if they run your credit card up, at least you still have your debit card. Right. And, and exactly. And and just to touch on that just a bit, just bank experience, people always, I know the elder generation kind of ask, how in the world do these hackers go out? How do they get your debit card number? Yeah. That is probably the number easiest way to stop potential debit card fraud is using a credit card. Yeah. If you run, if you put your debit card out there, it just so happens the more times you, you know, put it out there, the more likely it is to be seen. If you put your credit card, just like you said, it's not access to your direct personal funds. It's access to the bank's money, the yeah, bank's credit. Exactly. You're not liable, and yeah. it, it's not out. Of, it's not going to take out of your bills. It's just credit. Yeah, exactly. And and they're they're uh, faster to give you the money back on a credit card. Sometimes absolutely, so. they'll send you a card. They'll send you a credit card within the week. Debit yeah. card, you may have to wait a whole month. Exactly, bro. I've I've had my debit card hacked so many times. I think I've only had my credit card hacked since I've been 18. Uh, one time credit card yeah, see, there you go yeah so and they probably caught it like that too yeah, oh bro they, they they block it before it even uh it even like see? posts so like yeah. this yeah of course they're gonna protect you on something that they're they're scamming you on right so it's true. <laughs> um but anyways another one would be rewards um there's a lot of reward points and you'll get into that so i'll leave that for you um there's also a grace period um which i mean is like you know, you swipe your card today um, and then you have a billing cycle and your your bill isn't due until that that end of the billing cycle um, or else you owe interest. And obviously some some cards have zero interest uh, rates and you'll get into that as well. For sure. But yeah. So grace period. That's really cool. Um, you know, so let's say you need groceries immediately, but you don't get paid till Friday and it's only Wednesday. Boom. Credit card. Pay it off Friday. Right. It's just a, a short-term example. Um, another one is hotel and gas perks. Um, I think a lot of a lot of hotels love credit cards. Hotels, oh definitely. Oh my god, that's like their best friend. Uh, and they require you to put a credit card down when you stay at the place, right? They don't take debit cards. And why do they do that? I would assume it's because if you damage the property, they know that they're going to get their money from that credit card, as opposed to if you give them their de debit card and you take all your money out of that account, what are they going to charge to? <laughs> exactly. You can get, uh, you can keep zero in that account forever if you wanted to. Exactly. <laughs> mm. Another one is uh, car rental insurance. A lot of car rental places that are going out of business right now, um, they usually have like free insurance or free. They got free something if you use a credit card. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so always check with that. Um, so those are the pros. And then obviously the cons um, is is it's a smaller list but it definitely holds more weight and density. <laughs> For sure. Um, no, I feel you. So, 
So it's overspending and debt. Obviously, that is like people do not if you do not have the discipline, credit cards are not for you. OK, um, you could really, really uh, fuck up your life. In other words, <laughs> um, it can definitely get you in that trap that, yeah, you have yeah. to tooth and nail your way out of. Yeah, exactly. So uh, there's high interest. Interest rates are usually like 18 percent to like 27. Right. Um, and so that's super high interest. Think of a normal just a personal loan. You could take out a loan for like 10 G's and uh, the interest rate be like 5 percent or less. Right. So um, and you have a fixed payment with credit cards. It's high interest and you have a minimum payment uh due every month not not necessarily a fixed um fees uh usually there's there's annual fees on some some credit cards that offer the most perks and and stuff like that i saw a credit card the other day that the annual fee was 697 dollars <laughs> that's wild that's I insane said, i said yo even if i'm rich like why am i paying this like what? Yeah, why am I gonna give you money? To I could just get the other cards. Care. Yeah, like Period. what? I, it didn't even offer like that many benefits. I was like, oh my god, that's crazy. People, people are stupid. But anyways, uh, <laughs> definitely gotta fine, read that fine print. Yeah. Oh my. Wow. Wow. That's perfect, dude. That leads leads me to the next one. The literally it says fine print in disclosures. Uh, Damn. credit card credit card disclosures are super hard to read and super confusing, which is an, like what we were talking about before. Schools need to have us practice this. So, um, I think being able to read the fine print, know what you're signing up for, know the back end fees, know the, you know, they might charge you, they might say, oh, 0% interest rate for 18 months. And then in the fine print, it's like, and then 33% interest for, you know, three months, 12% yeah. interest. And so like, you just got to read. Um, and another, even, oh, go ahead. Just to just to tap into the fine print details, even going back to like the rewards points. So even like, don't get caught up in the rewards points. Sometimes, you know, promos, it may say 6% cash back on select categories. So, you know, if it's saying, and I do have a card here that kind of goes over that. So that's why I wanted to touch in. If it's saying, you know, six, one to 6% cash back, but it's only offering 6% on, you know, streaming services, then is that really worth it? And then it's 1% on everything else. So yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. the fine print. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, another and the last one for me is short-term credit hit. When you apply to credit cards and uh, you get that short ding on your credit report, and I mean it's like five points, and yep. you know it, it it goes. It's not it, it's a hit, but it ain't the biggest hit, right? Um, it's yep. not it's, it's, so uh, that's something to be aware of, um, but not necessarily be afraid of. Um, and and I guess I guess we could talk about like a little bit on credit reporting um and credit reports but you are allowed uh free credit reports you get uh one from each um i don't know what they're called uh credit Bureau. bureaus credit bureaus yep, yep. uh you get one from each that's transunion experian and equifax uh you get one a year um i think right now though they still have it where you can pull as many times because of covid so you can just oh, okay. keep pulling uh, and I think I, I don't know the, the website, but it's like free annual credit report dot com or something like that. Um, and then on your credit reports, for those who don't know, it shows pretty much a history of your credit. So let's say you have a loan. Um, it shows how long you've had that loan. 
have you been late on a payment, which is like the number one rule, don't be late. Um, so just set it up on auto pay to avoid that. Uh, and credit reports pretty much just show your credit in a more detailed look, that, which is different than a credit score. As credit score is just a score, tells you how good your credit report is doing over time. Two different things. Um, and so, yeah. Any, you want to touch on any of that? Oh, no, man. You hit all all the points on that one. Nice, nice, nice. Definitely t- take advantage. Of, yeah, just I always suggest at least once a year. I think people should, you know, take a full look at their credit report. People will be surprised what's on there, what just happens to pop on there randomly. Yeah. And uh, that could be what's holding you back from uh, taking that next move. Medical yeah. bills, old, you never, it's weird stuff. It's really weird. I had an old um, apartment. I had a, a couple of years ago, I had a Comcast bill on there for like $200 and it was like delinquent. It was like the only thing in red. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Like I was in college. Like yeah. I never received this. I never legit received the, the final do do note. Right. No and notification. I, no notification. I was like, Oh, I'm fighting this. I ended up fighting it in one in like five days. Like it was super simple. Right. Got it. Got there it off go. my report and, and everything. So I had one just last year. It was from an apartment that I had like three or four years ago. Yeah. I guess there was a balance of like a hundred dollars. They couldn't contact the other parties. I was the only one that answered. It had hit delinquent status. And yeah, I had to pay that immediately because I didn't want that to further damage my credit report. Isn't so, that crazy? How I think my yeah. the Comcast bill was like 200 or 100. And isn't that crazy how $100 can really just fuck up your whole like? And I answered the, the, the crazy part for me is I answered the first call. Like they said, yeah, like we couldn't reach. I'm like, you guys didn't try to give me a call, uh, you know, anything in mail. Like I haven't been hiding. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess it was more beneficial for them to get the late payment with the fee instead of a. Uh, trying to contact asap yeah that's that's crazy <laughs> wow <laughs> but um yeah all right fish out what you uh what you got for uh our best credit cards um for we for got this, a f- listeners definitely got a few to go over uh yeah i'm not gonna get too in detail but just have like a top three and i always like to say you know as far as credit cards go across the board there's gonna be cards where although it might not be the exact same they're gonna be similar so I really try to pick uh, three general cards that I feel like in some way, shape, or form, it'll kind of be able to explain different credit cards that are out there. Okay. If that makes if that makes sense. So let me get here to the screen. And I did try to try, – I'm trying to stay away from credit cards that have an annual fee or, you know, introduction fee because there's so many credit cards out here that, um, in my opinion – you really don't need to pay for a credit card unless it's really the perks are really that good or you're really looking for something specific in that uh, market. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Shoot. uh, One second. My bad, my bad. It's all good. All right, we're getting right into it. So the first one I have on the list, well, actually, let me get into, obviously, the perks of the credit cards, kind of what you were going off of. We have the rewards reward points or cashbacks. I feel like those are the two reasons or travel points. The three main reasons people are going to be looking for credit cards besides obviously building your credit. So with that being said, I always I wrote here on the key, um, the rewards points kind of systems. When you hear these percentages, what it actually means in dollar value. Yeah. Cause I feel like, I feel like that's key. So again, credit cards, 
they're not the way, in my opinion, to, you know, gain financial success or to hit that next level, but they're a tool to be used. And if you know the fine print, you can get free money, point blank period. And so if, if you save a spare change, I feel like this is just as valuable, if not more valuable to use these tools to get free money. So 1% cash back would be a penny back for every $10 you spend. Not a lot. Obviously, you want to get as high as possible, but just to give you kind of a ballpark in your head. 5% um, cash back would be $50 for every $1,000 you spend. So most cash backs is going to be between 1% to 6%. So the first credit card I have on the list here is the Capital One Venture Card. So this is for people who are looking to, you know, travel, you know, take advantage of these uh, low airline rates and uh, see the world a little bit. Hopefully things don't get shut back down here. But Capital One, major bank, had decent reputation. They also offer uh, pre-approval online. So again, like you were talking about that short um, short credit hit, not the long term. Mm -hmm. um, usual credit acceptance is 690 to 850. So this isn't for someone looking to build their credit. Maybe someone, again, looking to travel, already established credit and looking for a card just to do that. Yeah. Some of the perks on that, unlimited double points on all purchases, for travel points on all purchases for that one. Miles do not expire for the full life of the account. So let them keep on adding up. If you're That's good because some, sometimes they do on credit cards. Yeah, That's really good. Looking to build up for that trip maybe a couple of years down the line. This is a good card to have. And the miles transferred to over 15 travel loyalty programs. So you don't have to worry about if you do see another card out there and you want to transfer the points that may be more beneficial to you. Looks like they have quite a few options there. Um, the yep. sign on bonus they do have is $600 if you spend 3K in purchases within the first six months or three months, excuse me, first three months, first 180 days. So, uh, 3k you get a free $600 it just depends on how much you use your credit card but that is a perk the cons obviously $95 annual fee with that one I did find out with most venture cards for some reason there is an annual fee I think it's more because people looking for these cards are purely looking for the points and not so much the uh, relationship with the credit card company so they try to make you pay for it on the front end there yep a lot of I think a lot of the, the travel ones have like fees, like the ones who like are um, in partnership with someone. So for for me, the Southwest card with mm -hmm. Chase. Right. Uh, there is a partnership there. That one has like a sixty nine uh, dollar uh, annual fee, which I don't yeah, like. But it's you know, the, the perks are a little bit good and it was a good yeah. starter card. But and there now, you go. Now I'm stuck with $69 every fucking year, and I I don't even use that card no more. <laughs> that is that is a scheme. As long as you have that card, you're gonna keep paying that. But like you said, pros and cons, just weighing it out for yeah. whatever works best for your financial profile right now. Yeah. Next up, though, I had the blue cash preferred card from American Express. Okay, yeah, so, I like this one. So I try to stay with ones that people may have you may have heard about, and just trying to go a little bit more to detail. Because I feel like, this, again, these offer a lot of different things that a lot of different credit cards offer. So it's still in that 690 to 850 credit score range. So we will get into the credit cards for people looking to build their credit maybe on the lower end. This is that 690 to 850. Um, 
1% to 6% cash back categories vary. And I will go into the breakdown of those categories like I was talking about earlier. Um, some of the sign-on bonuses they have, 20% on Amazon purchases with, within six months. So that would be up to $200 if you spend... Oh, wow. My bad. I misread that. 20% off. Yeah, 20% up on purchases from Amazon for only six months. And you can only get up to $200 cash back. Mm. So if you use Amazon a lot, good perk for you. Um, $150 cash if you spend 3K purchases within the first six months. Okay. Um, the big one here, we're talking about that introduction uh, interest rate. 0% for the first 12 months. So this is a good target again. I yes, like sir. And then 13.9% to 23.9% after that. So it doesn't jump you super high. It seems like they kind of leave room for where you're actually at credit-wise when it comes after that 12 months. 13% is not bad. Exactly. So it's like, it just not depends. Bad. I feel like it depends on where you're at financially or credit-wise for them to assess that next value. But to the breakdown of the cash back, 6% cash back at U.S. supermarkets. And so I did not write down their definition of supermarkets. I'll allow that to the people. <laughs> but uh, in, my, in my assumption, that would be things like maybe the Kroger's, Walmart's, Giant Eagles. I don't know, your major, your major uh, lines yeah. there. Uh, 6% on back on streaming services. So not a lot there. I feel like that's kind of a false sale because... Streaming services can get expensive, but your Hulu's, your Netflix, your YouTube TV, your Spotify's, all of those are considered streaming services. Uh, 3% at gas stations or transit, that's, uh, that's including good. Uber, Lyft, so all that's included, and taxis. They made sure to put that on there as well for certain people. But those are really the two that I wanted to go over um, in detail. And then here on the side i wanted to go over i guess just a secured card which i feel like i would always recommend if you have a relationship with your local bank or somewhere to um get us they probably offer a secured card and so if you're already just looking to build your credit start that relationship there somewhere you may be looking to stay a while that way they kind of see your credit building profile in the future they may be able to hook you up with a credit card yeah yeah. And because, like even credit unions, man, build your relationship with your credit unions because those they offer the best deal sometimes. And it even if you have bad credit, they are willing to work with you. You know, these smaller banks and stuff like that um, and that are a part of the community are really work, re really willing to work with their their neighbors. You know what I mean? So and that is key. No, I'm actually glad you said that, because along with the local banks building the relationship, if you are using tools like Experian or Credit Karma, I mean, I don't know. For me personally, I was a bit hesitant myself on actually investigating those credit cards and thinking they were legit, you know, because they're online credit cards. But do not hesitate on just doing the research on those because they're actually at times a lot more likely to get approved because they're not a bank, a brick and mortar bank. And so they have wider ranges of, I guess, say freedom. When it yeah. comes to credit lending, it's almost like the same with uh, Internet banks, right? Online banking, which is the new wave now. So the banks exactly. that don't have a physical branch, they have less overhead so they can offer more. 
They can offer zero zero percent monthly fees, all that that good stuff, right? Um, the, so those are very attractive, and I mean, I love two of the online banks that I really love and signed up for are Ali Bank and uh, Varo. Love both okay. of those. Um, so yeah, so it's kind of like the same thing. Credit unions, you know, they have more to offer and and are willing to work with you. Um, nah, yeah, that's definitely what uh. Let's see what uh credit cards are what what credit cards are like good ones for like starters. Like gotcha. If you have so, like yeah, someone who's who's wanting to jump in the game and they keep seeing ads on the Apple credit card, right? Should they go for that one? Like so in my opinion, I would not. I would go if you're looking to build your credit or it's already kind of in a poor status, I would I would kind of go the secured card, secured card route. Okay. Um, it's it's not preferred just because you do have to put money up front, but it's it's a guarantee. And so yeah. that's why I said if you're going there, you're kind of if you already have a bank and they see you're trying to build your credit, they may offer you something a little bit sooner in the future. So how I have here, I actually have this Discover uh, secured card pulled up, and most secured cards work the same. And how they're going to work is you lock away a certain amount of money usually 200 to $300. And when I say lock away, I feel like this is where a lot of people get confused on the secured card. You have $200 cash, say, that you put in an account. And that is now your credit limit. So you don't get to use that $200 to spend. People have come in and said, well, I've had $200. It's like, no, you spent $200 in credit. And now you owe that much on t- you know, interest on the whole card. Wait, so wait. You are- that is this is my first time hearing about. It. So I, so you're the bank. I'm, I'm yep. the the customer. I give you. And that's where people get trapped up. Yeah, two hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and you say, okay, great. You've spent two hundred dollars to build your credit. Now you yes. owe interest on this two hundred dollars. If you spent, yeah, when you spend within that two hundred dollar limit in the month. Oh, damn. And and that's why people, because you literally are paying to get a credit card. So unless you are in, you know, that dire of a status to build up your credit, try to stay away from the security card. It's just pointless. Like there's And that can be super hard for people who already are having bad credit because they aren't disciplined enough. Right. Or knowledgeable enough. Exactly. And that's where the bank, that's kind of their, that's kind of the scheme. Yeah. Like. (laughs) They're like, oh, yeah, what's well, a guaranteed credit card? But if you don't if you still don't know how to use a credit card, you're still going to get in the credit trap. It's just going to be with three hundred dollars instead of a two thousand dollar. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, man, I hate I hate these companies. <laughs> you, we definitely got to learn the rules of the game, but that's what we're here for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. OK, cool, cool. Well, shit, any more on credit cards that we should touch up on? I feel like we touched on credit cards, credit report, credit scores um credit building credit building don't fall for the scams of credit repair people sometimes uh sometimes they are not actual credit repair people sometimes they are uh reach out to the misguided network if you need uh some legit credit repair people um do you know or do you use experian at all uh not like uh, no not really i just sign in when i get the free annual stuff got you 
Yeah. Do you? No, that's just it. I t- I do use it myself. Uh, not again. I'm not an accountant. This isn't formal uh financial advice or anything. I have to put that disclaimer in there. <laughs> but I feel like experience definitely uh something to be researched. A decent tool to be researched if you're in the credit building game. Okay. It's only ten. It's eleven dollars. Eleven dollars a month. Um, it's a credit watching tool. So like you said, it's something I sign into actually every day. Uh, you can monitor all three credit reports if you want to, but for the basic package of $11, it connects with your bank account, Experian, and it looks at things that you pay on a monthly basis and reports it to Experian and is a credit building tool. So if you're paying, the thing, it's different things that qualify, but phone bill, Netflix, they added that actually last year, um, electric bill, um, let's see here, I have to check my own here. Basically, if you pay bills on the regular monthly basis, it looks at that. And if it sees it on a regular, it'll report it to Experian for extra boost in your credit. Okay. And so when I, when I initially signed up and I had been paying my Netflix and um, phone bill out of the same account, it boosted my Experian like 13 points. Again, it's not 100% solid, but I have seen improvements with it. So it's worth a shot for if you're paying for any other subscription that you're not using or don't necessarily need $11 I feel like it's worth the investment yeah okay sounds a little bit better than credit karma credit karma is always off like 20 points 20 40 points yeah experience <laughs> so, a, li- a little bit more accurate yeah yeah it's probably off like 10 maybe yeah 15. so that's good okay cool cool well um those looking to build their credit or or work on their credit um get a credit card or have been debating it um, please make sure you check your discipline first and check your mindset, right? It's all in the mindset. Um, I've heard, I've heard stories of, and I just heard this on a podcast, but this guy and his wife literally have like 40 credit cards. Um, and they still keep it under like the 10% rule. Right. And they, they haven't paid for their traveling like since, because what they would do is they just open a a new credit card, use those perks that we talk about. Hey, spend $3,000, get $300 back, blah, 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 or or travel, all that stuff. Right. And they just haven't paid for any of their trips because they are just gaming the system and they're really good at their discipline. Um, and so, um, and you know, they don't do this anymore, but back in the day, credit cards would like, you can reapply for the same credit card, like a year or two after. So the uh, same perks, like, you know, the $300 free, um, you could reapply again in two years. Now, I think it's probably like 15 years, right? I don't know. But they got rid of that. Did, yeah. That would be wild. I did not hear about that one. But so they used to do that. Which you is could crazy. hack the system like that. Facts, facts. But yeah. yeah just, they're tools to be used. If you know the name, if you know the game and the rules, then you can come up off it. Facts, facts. Okay, <laughs> cool, cool. Well, hey, I appreciate you coming up here and helping me um, teach about credit cards. Um, and we definitely got some more uh, in the in the in the tool shed coming up next. Um, no so doubt. Appreciate you guys. Hey, where can they find you on social media? Uh, Realty Prep Networks, our uh, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Come out, support the Ohio community, and I'm looking to connect with people you know all across the country. So tap in. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. New York to Cali. Let's go. (laughs) For sure. For sure. Time zone to time zone. Uh, Yes, sir. Cool. Cool. Well, I appreciate you, Cal, for coming up here. You heard it here, guys. This is the Misguided Podcast. We intend to guide you to a better future. My name is Juwan. Again, I'm sitting here with Cal Jenkins. Make sure you like and subscribe and 
give this video a thumbs up if you are watching it on YouTube. I appreciate you guys. What? Yeah, I'm a runner. You niggas see how long I'm a run the game, right? Yeah. I feel bad now. I just started this shit. You sprinters. Like it's the beginning. Your legs getting tired.
Crenshaw. Crenshaw. Lip Hustle. Lip Hustle. Fuck the middle man, proud to pay. Highhustle.com. Victory lap coming soon, nigga. Hustle. Hustle.